0: Welcome to Salcido Paranormal. It is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023, and tonight I am sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all the episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O, Paranormal. Dot podbean.com Always happy to hear from you all whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or if you have stories of paranormal experiences whether they're your own or from others that you trust happy to share those either by reading them or having you join me on the show to talk about them and um, so again today is True Paranormal Stories from the Web tomorrow will be more paranormal news um, and then Thursday morning will be another uh, Lovecraft review. Um trying to get finished with that book, so um gonna keep pushing forward with it and uh and then once that's done, I um, thanks to a recommendation from um Michael Strange of Trouble Minds Radio, um gonna dig into some mythology, talk about some mythology and the connections between that and the paranormal. So those will be I haven't uh, planned those out yet as far as format goes. But, uh, and I'm still looking forward to those. I think they'll be a lot of fun. So, um, but yeah, so I still have a few more episodes of With Lovecraft to go before we get there. Um, so yeah, that's going to be Thursday morning and, uh, or Wednesday night, depending on how you look at it, where you're at. Um, so that's the plans for this week. And, uh, and then. Got a couple extra shows happening that will not have streams, but they will just come out um, as soon as possible. So there will be at least, um looks like, two bonus shows this month, so I'm really happy about that. And, uh, yeah, so I think that takes care of everything. Uh, so now I can get to the stories here. And I just found these earlier tonight. So um and let me see here let me find the first one again All right So this first story says In September of 2022 I visited Italy for the first time I traveled to several of the famous cities including Venice, Verona, and finally Rome I am fascinated by ancient history so this was the section of the trip which i had the highest anticipation for my passion for rome in particular grew through a close friend with similar historical interest who has run the rome marathon many times and introduced me to the stone tape theory and uh says more on that later, and yeah, it does get into it here, so I'll just let the writer go into that when we get there. It says, anyway, on the second day of my visit to Rome, my girlfriend and I decided to head for the Colosseum. As expected, it was a fascinating experience, slightly dampened by the sheer number of tourists. But we were adding to that problem, so I can hardly complain. For anyone who has visited the Coliseum, you will know that there is a fixed path which funnels visitors through the various levels of the structure in one direction. Nothing strange or startling occurred until near the end of the tour when we had just passed the gift shop. We were walking down a curved corridor on, a, on the second level towards the exit. And I was looking through the archways across at the mostly destroyed stands on the other side of the arena. My view was, of course, obstructed by each pillar that we passed. Suddenly, as my view swept past one pillar, I saw what I can only describe as a lively, bustling group of people in the stands. It was like viewing the crowd of a football game from a distance. It was so quick because as I passed the next pillar and saw into the next archway, excuse me, they were gone. I remember stopping in my tracks, shaking my head, and thinking, no way, impossible. As we walked through the rest of the building, I didn't take much in. My mind was on a discussion I had had with my close friend about his experience when visiting the arena. He described this profound sense of sorrow, like uh, a sensation like he was walking through... uh, And There's this word here. It might be another another language. I'm not sure. But I'm guessing just history, possibly, or feelings, or energy. When he visited... The site. He theorized that perhaps in areas where vast amounts of death and suffering had occurred, some residue of this energy was left behind. I'm sure I don't need to butcher the stone tape theory any further, as most on this website, that's where I found this, this story, are probably familiar with it anyway. But that's my strange little time slip experience in Rome and as time-slip in quotation marks. So, yeah, it does seem like it's either a time-slip in a way or just a residual view of a sighting of... But the, the, um, I wondered, though, about that. Now I need to look up... up um, I feel like now I need to look up sightings over there at the Coliseum because I haven't done that yet. Um, but just the way it was so fast, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a time-slip just a really fast one. Um, I feel like that's a, that's quite the, the fast residual, uh, um, sighting there, or energy field there. I mean, not that it's impossible, but, um, the, the, of course, the more exciting idea is to think that it was a time slip of some kind. So, but just an amazing thing to have happen at such a, a well-known historic site. um, and just the, for anyone that is not aware, yeah, the stone tape theory um, basically revolves around the, the, the stone used to build, to make buildings, um, containing or, or generating or um, just having energy or being able to take in energy. And then over time, through emotions and through events that happen there, especially if it's maybe something that happens all the time, which I'm guessing people going to the Coliseum was a fairly regular thing. I don't know for sure. I'm not the best with history. Um, but when it's something that's repeated over and over again, that sometimes leads to sightings of um, of a person or people doing the same thing over and over again over time. And it's not anyone that's conscious as far as we can tell. It's just the energy... It's basically like like the um, the building and the environment, like the, the environment itself, is a tape player, and then what you're seeing or hearing is the tape. Um, so anyway, that's basically that idea. I'm I do not think I'm doing the best job at describing it either, but um, but yeah, really amazing story there and the sighting of uh, something at a uh, major historical historical site. And then in the middle of the day, too, which is also really amazing, too. Um, you don't always hear about those daytime sightings quite as much. Uh, it seems like in a lot of websites it has to be a um, dark and stormy night kind of thing. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so that's the first story I had for tonight. And i uh, me move on to the second one here. So let's see here. Okay, found it. This one says, This was about 10 years or so ago. My friend and I were in the living room, talking. All of a sudden, the dining room, that has nothing but a chandelier, flashed light. We both saw it out of the corner of our eyes. The weather was normal, and this was not a flash like the light turn- turning on. The room flashed so bright that it literally disappeared into nothing but whiteness. We also felt a, a wave of intense heat for a second, and we were at least 30 feet from the room. With something that intense, I would expect the lights to burn out, but no, it was like nothing ever happened. I see a few people have talked about flashes, of light before. But I haven't come across one that is as intense as what I experienced. And that's the end of that story. And I sort of agree. Now, um, I've read many stories on the show about flashes of light um, and just lights floating around in general. But uh, the most, uh, the, the unique part about the story in a way is the heat that came with the light. Um it sounds like it had to have been intense for it to, for them to feel it that far away. Um from from where where the light was at. I wonder what that was. That is that's amazing, I don't know. And for nothing else to be harmed, I guess it must have been just a very low level heat but still more than than whatever temperature the room was at, obviously. But um but yeah, I don't know about that sighting there. That's that's really that's uh that's unusual to have that kind of a heat go along with the the light unless it's like a um maybe like a UFO kind of deal or or a lightning storm, ball lightning. That kind of thing. But it doesn't even sound like it was that because it was just the whole room that was lit up. So um yeah, I don't know what to make of that one. But uh yeah, really, really amazing. I, I, lights are, um, they, they seem to be everywhere in the paranormal and, and just in general and just in terms of strange things that happen, lights are very common. But the heat, that's, that's not, I don't think that's quite as common. So, But uh, that's it for that second story, I think. Um, it covers that fairly well. So now I can move on to the last story here. And let's see here. This one says, this is, not my, excuse me, this is not my story, but my grandfather's. He worked on mine sites, and when he was young, he and his friend were driving through the very inland bush of Australia, and they saw a massive flash almost following them. Their car then turned off for a few seconds, and all the lights around them completely shut off. This literally sounds like a movie plot. Trust me, I know. But he was very religious up until this encounter. So if that gives you any reassurance, it's true. The car soon turned, uh, turned back on. It didn't say on, so I had to add that. Uh, but the radio and lights inside the car still weren't working but they kept driving in literal shock as to what they had just seen they then stopped off in a restaurant which they thought was so strange because they were genuinely genuinely in the middle of nowhere they walked into the restaurant with not a car out in front but inside it was packed and everyone was dressed up as if this was a luxury five-star restaurant but they were also dressed in clothes from decades ago as my grandfather walked in no one acknowledged them whatsoever they just kept dancing and singing so my grandfather and his friend decided to leave on their way back from the mine site they decided to try the restaurant again and it wasn't there anymore They knew the exact road that it was on, the exact position, everything. And it just wasn't there. Their radio went to static as they drove past. And that's where the story ends. So, that's a whole collection of things going on right there. It sounds like a um, contact with some kind of possible. Energy field and or maybe uh, that's very typical of a UFO encounter um, with the, the the vehicle turning off and then turning back on again. now the restaurant that also I've heard stories of that. I've never heard the two mixed like that, I don't think. but um the restaurant scenario there, I don't know. I wonder if that's some kind of See, I wonder how much... I don't know. It seems like that could almost have been like a screen memory. Maybe not. But it is odd as well that the radio... When they drove past that same location again, the radio went to static. Right where that restaurant had been before. That is just an odd, amazing story. Um, And uh, I don't know. Coming from someone that is probably... Uh, around before any kind of major social media, I don't think they would have said that for attention. Um, especially being, yeah, I just, I don't know, I don't see that as being a major factor for making up a story like that. Um, so really, if it, is, if it is the way it happened, that that's, that's two different kinds of paranormal events or encounters in one short period of time is what it really is. Uh, of course, there are stories of people encountering buildings and then going back there and then the buildings aren't there anymore. Um, and then there are stories of people being in vehicles and then having it shut down when there is something um, like a UFO in the area or, or whether it's a craft or it's lights. Still, that same um, disruption of energy fields and within vehicles, is common. So to have two at one time, that, uh, that's almost like winning the lottery, but not in the best way. So I'm glad that nothing else happened um, to them. But uh, that would still, I'm sure that's something that stuck with them for the rest of their lives. It's, it's, it's sticking with them. I don't know the age of the writer or their, their grandfather, but I'm sure they never... Never forgot any of that. So, um, but I believe that covers everything for today. Uh, I'll be back with uh, Paranormal News tomorrow on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone.